I said recorded over the Slava. I was about to shoot myself. Okay. Hello, everybody. And welcome. To. I thought you were running this one. <laughs> I thought you were doing like a welcome to. We could do that. We could do that. So, anywho. Hello, everyone. And welcome to SideQuest. My name's Danny. Uh, I'm George. I forgot who I was there for a second. <laughs> I think you threw me by going calling I'm, it SideQuest because it's I'm like sorry. it's also a thirty for knowledge SideQuest. It's a thirty for knowledge SideQuest. Well, I think I called it thirty for knowledge SideQuest before, or didn't, and you were like, "Remember to call it thirty for knowledge SideQuest," and I was like, "Oh yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> uh, it's a SideQuest, guys." You can tell it's SideQuest because it's gone massively off the rails. It's gone off the rails already. already. Well, this week we are talking about a very specific topic. The... And bef- before we dive right in, because we're terrible at doing this, mm-hmm. side quests are a place side where quest. we talk about our, what we're up to, gaming news, <laughs> interesting things I that we find say, interesting. Like, like what we're up to just in general, just like, yeah. oh, well, we're trying to find we're something to live. You know? yeah. Like, and yeah, if you like what we're saying, please like, high five, subscribe, five out of ten. High five. Oh, oh. High five is a very funny this, this quality professional podcast. So it's right so here. everything's going well right now. It's right. This is going to be eight out of five. <laughs> um, give us five stars out of five if you like us. Thank you. That'd be great. And uh, follow us on um, and our Instagram and all our socials. But this is the beginning or the start. Should we restart? No, let's carry yeah, on. Yeah, no, we'll um, what going. are we talking about today, Danny? Today, uh, well, our main thing we're talking about today is our discussion about episode one of the HBO TV series The Last of Us. Um, it is. And that's uh, that's our main topic. You can skip to that if you want. I, If I remember, I'm going to put a timestamp in the description. So oh, yeah. If anyone just wants to go into that. Nice. Before that, we have a few bits of news, just a few key bits, because we've had a winter break. A we few have. things have happened. It's been a little while since we did a side quest. So uh, we're not going to go into everything that's happened in the past six months. Because that'd be a lot. Yeah. And then afterwards, we're just going to talk about a couple of things that we might be playing or things that we're currently experiencing. Um, but if we will jump straight into... yeah, no, Existential dread. Yeah, a lot, a lot of experience. <laughs> um, but if, if, if we're good to go, we'll get into the first bits of news, starting with big layoffs at Microsoft. Ooh. Now, a lot of money has been spent on games and purchasing recently a by lot. lots of big studios <laughs> yeah. by every big studio yeah. basically um danny can you remind us what microsoft purchased microsoft. Bungie. no was... no they didn't purchase Bungie. They... who was that that was playstation uh yes so yes. Uh, yes playstation or sony or someone bought uh Bungie. uh but microsoft did their own big acquisition uh exactly a year ago to the day that they announced ten thousand people that they're laying off a year ago to that date, they announced their intention to buy Activision Blizzard That's it. for the absolutely abominable sum of $69 billion. Crazy amount of money. Nice. Um, yeah, and it, it, now, uh, the, the tech industry is having a bit of a hard time. Lots of companies are having these announcements of massive layoffs. Alphabet, the owners of Google, are, are like laying off a lot of people. Meta is constantly laying off people. Microsoft is now part of that too. Um, so it's not a massive surprise, but at the same time, it is a kind of like, what are you doing? I mean, yeah, $69 billion. Yeah, on wow. Activision Blizzard, on, on Call of Duty, on World of Warcraft. I cannot see... I I don't have the numbers in front of me. I don't think any of them are worth that, like all of that combined. If you think of the IPs, the IPs, the, I think some of the IPs, you know... Arguably, are worth a lot. Yeah. Whatever a, a, accumulated sixty nine billion is is different. But I suppose I don't suppose. I mean, there's a lot of like obviously, Microsoft being the parent company. There's a lot of mini companies within that. Yes, and mini not even mini companies, but like whole big companies are still under them. So in terms of like Microsoft grand scheme. I don't suppose you've got a number for how many people actually work for Microsoft. Because it'd be interesting to see what percentage. Was it 10,000 layoffs? It's 10,000 people. So this is for Microsoft as a whole. So this, this is across In all the grand scheme of things, it's probably of, like 1%. It's 5%. 5%. It's 5% okay. of like their global work, workforce, I think I saw it was, uh, which is a lot. So it's 10,000 people total. They haven't confirmed how many of these affect gaming. So mm. a lot of it can affect like their hardware division or their marketing or their research. Or, or Microsoft Office. Or Microsoft Office, which... Yeah, I mean, why would they want to keep hiring people for that? Um, but we do know that included in the layoffs are... Uh, we do know that 343 Industries has been hit hard. So oh, really? Halo people have been hit hard. 
some people at Bethesda have been hit hard. And this is because uh, they bought Bethesda in 2021. So mm. um, While they're working on Starfield. And they're currently working on Starfield. Uh, and also, I believe it's been confirmed that some people from the coalition have also been affected. So the Gears of War studio oh, has also been affected. But 343 allegedly has been hit one of the hardest with people saying, and I think this is mostly reported uh, by Bloomberg, where they said that a lot of the campaign team has been hit. So they're going to carry on working on Halo on the multiplayer side. Yeah. The campaign side, maybe not so much. And also Joseph Statton, the guy who, he was like one of the original Halo guys back mm. in the day at Bungie. And then he got brought into 343 in 2020 to kind of like help them ship it. Yeah. And kind of like help them focus. And now he's left as well. Uh, so he's so he's still within Microsoft, but he's working in like the Xbox publishing. He's been uh, what's the word? He's been reassigned. Yeah, yeah. I I think it, I, I don't know if it was like voluntarily. I think it was. He was like, yeah, I'm done with this. Maybe. Fair. Um, but yeah, so it's pretty brutal. And there's like all these other things, like bits of news coming out. Like the day before Microsoft announced these massive layoffs, they had like a private Sting concert for their executives at like some event or whatever. So really? they did that for them, and then they fired ten thousand people, and also. In a, I think a lot of these are based in... I think... I don't know if this is, like, just in America or whatever. The way they get fired is brutal. Because it's, it's not like, here's your 30 days notice. It's like, we've locked you out of your computer and you don't have healthcare anymore. Mm, get out. Goodness. Um, so, yeah. That, so, yeah. That, that really, really sucks. And, it'll, and it's even more awkward because uh, Xbox are having a developer, like, showcase in, like, a week. Yeah. Where they're showing off a bunch of their games and they're going to be having another Starfield-like event at some point in the future where they're going to talk about that. All the whilst ignoring... Hey, we fired a whole bunch of people, including of a bunch course. of veterans. Of course they're going to ignore it, yeah. Yeah, a bunch of veterans were also, like, fired. And it's like, some people were like, I was part of this company for 10 years and they just got rid of me last week for no reason. Mm. So that's pretty brutal. And the thing is, it's got to be woven into their contract because, you know, Microsoft obviously pay for, like, the best lawyers. And, you know, <laughs> yeah. I imagine every American is, like, wired to, to be terrified of being sued. Yeah. So there's obviously, like, there, there is, like, you know, it's legal to do it somewhere because they're able to do it yeah that's what i'm saying like with american labor law specifically it's like you have nothing to to fall back on do you want to talk about starfield or do you want to hold fire and get through news first it depends on how much of starfield you want want to talk about um we in fact i watched a trailer gameplay trailer for starfield yesterday and you know it's obviously like just space fallout slash skyrim yes um (laughs) not to undersell it or anything it's just like it's just I I was I was left like oh don't say underwhelmed I was left underwhelmed Ooh. and that's that, that's a very bad sign because normally with a Fallout game or a Skyrim game you're very very well I'm view- normally very well you're very well by the trailer and then you play it and then sometimes you're like nah, it's not as good as a trailer my my gaming senses are quite often aroused by the thoughts <laughs> of a, a Skyrim or a Fallout or a Starfield s game but it just looks like more space. Fallout. What game would you compare it to? What does it look too much like a No Man? Are you getting like No Man's Sky vibes? From it, it was so? like if they you put Fallout Four and No Man's Sky together. I haven't seen that. Was the bait that is it, honestly as soon as you see the trailer, yeah. the gameplay trailer, you remember be like it is the baby of No Man's Sky and Fallout. I think I remember us two. We watched like the original gameplay trailer together. Yeah. And at first it looked a lot like No Man's Sky because it was yeah. like that stupid mining tool and then shooting like a rock to harvest shit. Okay, so I, I think you should name various Fallout or No Man's Sky features. Go. <laughs> mining tool, present. Mining tool, No Man's Sky. A spaceship is No Man's Sky and it's broken. No, no I mean... Lot picking. Here's the thing. Yeah, they're going to have like mini games to like do that kind of garbage. Yeah. That's fine. I, I accept that. I think as long as... There is some... What I'm mo- most interested in is the spaceship part of it. I did say that to, uh, to who I was watching the trailer with yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think if there's, like, options to, like, customise your ship or improve on it and it becomes this, like, core part of the experience, I think mm. it'll be fun. Um, but I haven't seen... I'll, but, yeah, I haven't seen any of the latest games. But that was the same as No Man's Sky and we didn't get into it. But No Man's Sky had other issues, though. Yeah. And I think in Starfield you can, like walk around your ship and okay i think you can do that so i read it was just a passing headline but i didn't delve too much into it but is starfield getting its own show 
a TV show. Not a TV show, but you know how like Microsoft does like a conference. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There's yeah. going to be a Starfield. So, so, so they're conference. doing they're doing uh, I don't know about a full conference, but this developer day thing that Xbox is doing, they're going to be talking about a bunch of up- upcoming titles. But they said Starfield would have a separate one entirely to its its own. Yeah. So they're going to have like probably a big showcase, maybe like what Sony does with like their PlayStation Dev Days. Um, yeah. Not Dev Days, but they they have a PlayStation showcase every so often, and they will do a deep dive on one particular game. So. I'm sure Microsoft doing something similar. It, it looked very much in the engine of Fallout 4 and Skyrim, mm. if that makes sense as well. I'm fine. The graphics look good, but... I'm fine with that. I thought Fallout 4 looked perfectly fine. I'm not, I'm not too bothered about, about it getting... But like, do you know, like, the usual kind of, like, Bethesda bugs? The Bethesda... Uh, I thought you were going to say the Bethesda face. Like, just the face of, like... Just the faces <laughs> look actually quite good. Like, the, the, the acting in Starfield and, like, the kind of NPC interaction yeah. looks good. But in terms of just, like, Bethesda bugs, like, the classic mm-hmm. just yeah. Skyrim things... With it being a much larger canvas, it's probably going to be way more bugs. Maybe yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure the first week is going to be a nightmare for for them when they launch it, and maybe for whoever plays it. But I don't know. It's going to be on Game Pass. I'm going to download it day one probably. Um, oh, that's a good point. It will be on Game Pass. Maybe. Like 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 I, I I do want delicious. I want like the next. I want the next Bethesda game. Like I enjoyed Skyrim. I enjoyed Fallout Four. I didn't finish it. Yeah. But I enjoyed it for like when I did play. So the idea of getting okay, cool, getting back to that gameplay in a setting that I find more interesting. I'm just yeah. excited for that. Fine. So yeah, but we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. I'm skeptical, Dan. I'm skeptical. I know. <laughs> when did this? When did we swap places? Normally, I'm the skeptical one, yeah. and you're like, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> okay. Um, no, I'm. I'm. I'm skeptical. I, I'm. I'm been willing to be willing to be pleased. Yeah, it's, it's a good outlook to have. Um, Most okay. men are willing to be pleased, really, aren't they? <laughs> true, true. But quite simple. Blinch. Uh, <laughs> so, moving on to something more funny. Uh, Stadia is, has shut down. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I mean, what can you say? Like, RIP. It was... It, it was, never stood a chance. It was dead on arrival. It yeah. shut down officially as of January 18th. Will Amazon and Netflix learn? Probably not, unlikely. Probably not. Well, I mean, who else is doing this? Who else is doing a streaming? Actually doing a console, uh, yeah. Well, not, not, sorry, not a console, but doing this this thing where you're just streaming, not streaming a, like from your own console, streaming from a server a million miles away and hoping that the lag is okay. Wait, so you can do it on PlayStation, can't you? You can, But yes, then it's obviously part of the whole PlayStation yeah, experience. Yeah, it's not it's like... It's not the only thing. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, Stadia, it was doomed from the start. I, I saw, like, the original unveiling of it. It looked... Bad then. I'm one of the few people who's old enough to remember a service called On Live back mm. from 2011 when they first tried this. It was a company that was like, you can play any game you want instantly, no downloading. You don't need a powerful machine. You just stream all of it, and it sounded incredible. And it was a nice idea, but the internet was never powerful enough for it. And it's the same with Stadia. Yeah. And also, Stadia's like whole um, business structure doesn't make sense. It's like, okay, so you're gonna pay. Just developers. to use Stadia. Yeah. No, no, as in, like, customers, you're going to pay to use Stadia, you're going to buy the control, you're going to pay for the subscription, and then you also have to buy the games anyways. It's like, wh- why do all of that when you can just buy the game for less money and better performance? Yeah, and all, and always and just always have it, yeah. Like, a, running at a solid it was performance rate. such a, like, yeah, it was, it was just bad. And it's, it, this has been a long time coming. They did the whole thing where they were like, they, they shut down their internal gaming division because they were going to make their own games Google did, as yeah. well. And they just never got right. Well, I think they released like one game and it wasn't good. And it's Google. So with on live, you say like didn't perform very well because of like the internet and stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, like internet speeds compared to other countries in the UK is pants. It, well, it depends on which country you're comparing it to. So America and, like, let's say... America, has, America has, sucks. In, I thought they had, like, no, no, insane... America sucks. Well, no, because America's got some good places, but their coverage is spotty. Right. So you've got, like, places that, like, rely on, like, the Elon Musk satellite network thing to get internet because, like, otherwise they can't get into any other way. But then, let's say, like, you're plugged in in Japan, mm-hmm. the online thing probably it's works. Probably fine. Incredible, because, yeah. like, they've got, like, 800 gigs yeah. pumping through the Ethernet cable. Interesting. But it's still not enough. For, especially for a game like, say, like a Twitch shooter or like a fighting game or something where you need like the quickest reflexes. Even the best internet uh, connection in the world is still not enough. There's mm. still always a tiny perceptible bit of like delay. For sure, yeah. So, yeah. So, I mean, the I guess the only kind of positive thing coming out of this is that Google is refunding all Stadia software purchases. So I think technically you can get back most of your money. Um, if you if you were one of the people that bought Stadia and then bought loads of games or whatever, but 
the seven people who did that probably want them to return <laughs> stuff yeah. Oh, it's going to go into a museum, isn't it? <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, yeah, what do you say? I mean, I mean, the only other good, the other good thing, I guess, is they did, uh, Google did push, or Stadia did push out an update so that the Stadia controller, the Bluetooth controller, is now, like, unlocked so you can pair it with anything. Oh, nice. So it was, like, a Stadia-only thing. Now it's like, oh, you can plug it, in, uh, like, hook it up with Bluetooth to another device and it'll work, which is good rather yeah. than having an obsolete controller that no longer does anything mm. pretty nice and it's pretty good like as much as it didn't what whole thing didn't work it's pretty good like customer satisfaction isn't it <sighs> i mean if you're shutting down everything yeah <laughs> if if sony were like hey we're shutting down playstation you're gonna get some of your game money back but you can't mm. use a playstation anymore i'd be quite upset do you know what else is shutting down what avengers marvel that's my marvel next avengers point. Did you did you read my screen? No. Oh my god. I read a story about it this morning. I I think I might have read the same story. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't surprise me. It, again, another long drawn out. Slow. I'm down. not going to say it was like again doomed from the start, but it didn't have the strongest start to begin with. I mean, everything up until the actual start, the preamble was brilliant. I was so excited about that game. I remember you were very, you were very, and I, re- I desperately wanted to like it. I think I put like maybe like twelve or fifteen hours into it. I really wanted. Is that, to is that what broke you? Is that what you turned you? Is that what made you more skeptical? And now, and now yeah, I'm, the, I'm the optimistic. Um, that and Dead Island, but like <laughs> the, I really wanted to like it, but I, I just can't get past how poor it is. It's still going to be. I think it's still going to be available on Game Pass. Mm. I think I do want to play it because so. They, Do you know what? It, I was playing on my old PS4, you know, the old kind of old man one, yeah. like 11 years old, like it breathes heavily. <laughs> and it's like it took ages to load because it, it's, a, it, it's a decent looking game. Play it on Game Pass when you are you don't have to worry about loading screens mm-hmm. and stuff, it's fine. Because I think many side quests go, I spoke about how you turn the game on, menu, load the hub world, which is oh. like the, the hello, hello carrier. Yeah. Hello carrier. So you're in the hub world and then you go into like a instance-ing thing where you're being matched up with people, even if you're playing on your own. I've gone through four loading screens and my PS4 has taken 25 <laughs> minutes to get there. Like, that's, like, not great. Just blowing out dusty and Yeah, time. exactly. And I think playing with Game Pass, where you're, like, you'll be in the action a lot quicker, I think, you know, it'll feel less like a drag when yeah. you're playing really awful gameplay. Because <laughs> um, it's like, oh, I only spent five minutes turning this on. Yeah. As no, opposed no, to, I, I spent half an hour to get here and this is pants. It is, it is amazing how much, um, when you remove that point of resistance in terms of loading and you can mm. just go straight into something, you are a bit more forgiving because it's... Oh, like, for sure. You're like, yeah, this this is fine. I guess it didn't take me too long. Whereas if I spent 25 minutes loading The Last of Us 2. <laughs> then I'm like, this is totally worth it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, well... For the the details in terms of the Avengers uh, game, Marvel's Square Enix's Marvel's Avengers, um, the final update will be on March thirty first. That's the last time they're going to put out a proper proper update for the game, unless they introduce more bugs or whatever, and then at which point they'll maybe do a hot fix. And then actual official support will end on September thirtieth, twenty twenty three. Okay. So they were like, you'll still be able to play the game afterwards, like a single player one. And but they were like, but we can't say certain for the future. And I'm like, that's pretty bad because mm-hmm. you're not going to refund the game. So if you say in the future you might not be able to play this, it's like that's that's a terrible purchase prospect. Uh, and another thing on the because it was like forced online, wasn't it? I can't remember. Mm. You're the one that played it. Yeah, it? yeah. It's like it's always online type, yeah. of, type of deal. But um, the thing that I found funny Ish. was that uh, in the article I was reading on this they provided a table of all the existing in-game currencies and, like, how, what they're going to be converted to. So that's, you know, and, and if, if you've bought a bunch of stuff or whatever, how they're going to be converted into currencies in the game. And this table had five different currencies. And I was like, does this game really have five different currencies? And I was like, what is wrong with this? Loot box galore. What is... Why... Who thought this was a good idea? And separately, I'm also going to say, uh, related to this, did you see that there was a leak... Uh, supposed leak about um, Suicide Squad game Kill the Justice League. Right, before we get into that, mm-hmm. have you ever <laughs> bought currency no. for a game? Uh, does Have a Hotel count? <laughs> that's the only thing. I, I, I think, I think that's that. unfair because we were really young. <laughs> I was really young and, that and was, I had to and text. That was, and that was, that was different. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's not, but I think we were really young and that was, that was a, I, I think we, we can like, look past that. We can look past that. Since you've been grown... No, I've, no, I've never done it. I'm trying to think if I have ever... Not, I don't think I ever did in Halo. 
No, I, I was just annoyed with Halo when when we had access to like maps and game types, and then they put out an update, and then they restricted some of those maps and game types to or specific game types to the new maps that you had to buy, and I wasn't going to buy that. I think the only thing I've ever bought, and I don't remember what game it was for, but like I've bought like DLC to get maps. DLC is fine. It's it's like cool. It's new stuff to play. Not... I've never bought it for like cosmetics. No, nah, never. Have I? Good. No, no, no. Good. I think I'm. I think I'm too too bitter and greedy to want to to spend money on digital currency and cosmetics. I'm and it's like, like video games are an amazing experience. We'll, we'll talk about that more with our main topic for today. But yeah, what the like buying a cloak is like? No, okay. no, absolutely not. Um, the thing I was just going to say about uh, the reason I was bringing up Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League is because there was a leak about um, the in-game structure of that mm. and it looks like there's like seven different currencies again and that's like really a battle sad. pass and, was, and I'm like I'm really hoping it's not real because Rocksteady the developers of it in previous Knight, titles as far as I know they didn't go crazy with that kind of thing nope and I haven't and like we don't know exactly what the structure is of the game how it's all going to work but yeah if that's true that's really disappointing so Asylum and um, City and Night, they didn't have any... I mean, there was, there was DLC and stuff There's like DLC. that. The usual, there know. were cosmetics. You could buy, like... You could get, like, the different uh, skins for, like, Batman. You could get, like, you know, the retro but look. But many or... of them were unlocked via gameplay things as well. Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, oh, it's been so long. You complete so. certain challenges and right. stuff. I'm sure that, 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 that you finish the game, you get yeah. a new suit kind of thing. Um, and, like, different characters, like, came in. And when you bought DLC... As part of like different characters, like story missions, yeah. you'd get like you know different that skins for Batman, and that that's like a nice like addition. Um, again, but you're like you're you're buying it for more story, yeah. Um, and like, I mean, planned DLC is so so annoying anyway, for so many reasons. Um, because it's like if you want it in the final game, it should be in the final game, just like it used to be. Anyway, <laughs> that's a, that's a separate point. But I think that would be a massive disappointment, especially how, how much of a disappointment Arkham Knights was. Yeah, I mean, I like I was okay with Arkham Knight by the end, and I have fond memories of it. Sorry, not Arkham Knight. What's the new one that's come out with? Oh, Gotham Knights. Gotham Knights. What I was yeah. thinking of. Yeah, massive disappointment that was. I haven't played it. <laughs> but still disappointing. But like the reviews and stuff, terrible. <laughs> I, if you look at the comp- and actually looking at the gameplay, that look doesn't. It doesn't look that fun. And also, I've seen comparisons of people showing. Here's what Arkham Knight looked like. Here's what Gotham Knights looks like. Mm. Arkham Knight, a game that came out in like PS5 era. No, Xbox One era. Sorry, yeah. uh, I'm sorry. I'm saying I meant Gotham Knights. Oh, Gotham. But for Arkham Knight, a game that came out in 2015. Like seven years ago. Wow. Sorry, almost eight years ago. It looks incredible. It looks way better than Gotham Knights. Arkham Knight looks incredible. And like, it looked amazing back then. It looks really good now. And it's just sad. It's sad that they were like, wow, do you remember when we peaked in 2015? Mm. Like, and so to hear now that their next game, their follow up game, Rock City's one, yeah. Rock City's game, Suicide Squad, is potentially going to be absolutely. Riddled, yeah, riddled was what I was looking for. Uh, it's very upsetting. I imagine maybe it's a thing of like, hey, we have four main characters. Is it four? Mm. Harley, yeah, four. King Shark, Boomerang Guy, Deadshot. Yeah, it's four. Yeah, it's four. Uh, yeah, I don't know if they're going to be like, yeah, we have four characters and they all have different upgrades and different costumes. And I'm like, kill me, please, shoot me in the head right now. Right, oh, five currencies. I don't know, but we'll see. It, it, it's a rumor and a leak, and some people say it's confirmed, some people say it's not, but we'll see. But it's a very disappointing uh, twist. Set. Yeah, yeah. So that man will be rolling in his grave. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Again. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of um, disappointments, but maybe not a disappointment. Um, last side quest, we spoke about remakes. Yes, um, we did. We it's did. Been so long. We did speak about remakes. Um, we talked about the, necess- the necessity for some of them. Mm-hmm. particularly the Dead Space remake. Yes. I've been hearing good things. Uh, it, I have also been hearing good things. I heard it comes with, I think the PC version comes with, with a free copy of Dead Space 2, oh, like wow. the original one or something. And I think people are looking forward to it because Callisto Protocol was so disappointing to them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I have heard that too. But um, And also, yeah, it's just more Dead Space, isn't it? Yeah. But yeah, the remake apparently like adds... Adds more story beats. Mm-hmm. Obviously, a fully voiced Isaac as well. Um, it ties in things that make the the flow from Dead Space One to Two 
better. That makes sense. Like yeah. um, bringing in more stuff about the Church of Unitology earlier right. on in the game, just like like type because it, I, I imagine they've got all the info for like the plot points from two and three. They're exactly. like, that's actually yeah. sold us in earlier. They're, yeah, exactly. And then they're bringing in like more of the mobility of the later games right. into different sequences. Because if you remember, is in, that a good thing? Well, in Dead Space One, you could flip between. There was sections where it was like zero grav, but then oh, you but it just, wasn't you cling to yeah, surfaces. Yeah. Whereas now you could do the whole like the floating whole around. Yeah. But then they've repurposed level and like the challenges to. It's not like carbon copy. It's, yeah. You know, they've yeah. repurposed it. They, they've actually there's like an actual remake. It's not like just them taking a base game yeah. and like adding high res texture or something. There's different modes on the weapons, like secondary fires, than there were in the first we one. So it looks like if you hadn't played Death Space one this would be, like, the mode to try. Is this you saying that you're going to get it? No, I probably won't. No? Oh. But I think I think it was worth saying, after I was moaning about it last time, <laughs> that it sounds like there's lots I of mean, positive changes good. that have been made. It, it looks good. I mean, they've gone deep on the development, like, diaries of it, and talked about all the stuff they've done, and it looks really good. Dead Space 1, just to talk about... I mean, again, this isn't nostalgia talking, I promise. Looking at the comparison screens between Dead Space 1 and the Dead Space 1 remake, Dead Space 1 still holds up in a lot of ways. It oh, still sure. looks really good. Yeah. Um, but the new one, yeah, they, they've added like way more to it. And and as like and you mentioned all those things that they're now doing to it to like enhance the experience. So I'm sure there'll be a whole bunch of people who are like, oh my God, this is amazing. Now remake number two or whatever. And then if that does well, they'll be like, remake number three, but don't do what the last guys did and like make it a co- like a forced co-op shooter or something, whatever they did to Dead Space 3. What was that, co-op or something? It was a co-op thing by Dead Space 3. Oh, do you know that's quite cool. I'm not angry at that. <laughs> yeah. it's, the, it's like the Resident Evil 5 route, isn't it? Resident Evil 5 co-op was sick. Oh, God. Resident Evil 4 is getting a remake, I think. Yeah, it is. Yeah. God, who's ever heard of a brand new idea? Uh, Starfield. Starfield, yeah. Yeah, it's just Fallout with Space, whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Cool. Okay, moving on. So that's all the news we've got for this. Was there any other bits of news you wanted to talk about? Uh, no. No. So we're going to get onto our main topic. Speaking of rolling graves. Yeah. Episode one of The Last of Us TV show on HBO. Oh, boy. So this has been a long time coming. It's, uh, for those who don't know, it's a TV adaptation of the critically acclaimed. Uh, play massively, critically, Mass- massively critically acclaimed, acclaimed game uh, The Last of Us uh, originally released in 2013 by the studio Naughty Dog uh, exclusively for PlayStation platforms um, this adaptation has been spearheaded in part as collaboration with between Neil Druckmann who's a creative director and writer of uh, The Last of Us and Craig Mazin who uh, most notably is I believe the creator and showrunner for Chernobyl which is an incredible series. So when I first heard about the adaptation happening, the moment I heard Craig Mazin was involved, I was like, yes. It's going to be good. I was like, I don't care if they announce it as a one-hour, one-off episode show or a four-season arc or a movie or a web series. I was like, if Craig Mazin's doing it, I'm watching it. I think, fair enough to say, because we want to do this properly and have a proper conversation about it, spoilers ahead for well, the TV gonna, show I'll and say, the video like, game. Or not. I was going to say maybe five minutes of no spoilers, just just in case for anyone okay. who wants to get into this. Um, and then we'll just go deep on it. All right. And, and we'll get, and we'll get you can let me know when we have to spoil okay. that. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so episode one has come out. Episode two is shortly going to come out. Uh, episode one was like an hour and a half long pilot. Well, not even a pilot. It was an hour and a half long episode. And uh, stars Pedro Pascal, Bella Ramsey in the title roles. I thought it was incredible. What yeah. We, I think... Yeah, I I feel like it's worth worth being like so we can get into the nitty gritty, mm-hmm. saying that spoiler alert's coming. Spoiler alert is coming soon, soon, soon. soon. Um, but the I watched it this morning and I thought it was fantastic. Did you uh, were you surprised that the first scene starts in the year it does the talk show? <laughs> I was, yeah. <laughs> I was yeah, like, I was. I, I was already, I was like, okay, HBO. But I loved it. I really loved it's that really part. Good. I thought it was really interesting to start there. It's got like John Hanna in it and it's like all like serious and mm. and then they're, they're talking about like the danger of um, like fungal infections, all that kind of stuff. And then um, I think what it does very well and, and what it does, which I was kind of surprised about and not surprised at all about, was the amount of time it spends kind of fleshing out a lot of stuff. So there's a lot of stuff that the game kind of hints to or has 
that is just expanded on in this show. So mm. I think it's not a massive spoiler to say that we spend more time than I thought we would uh, in at this at this at the at start. The, in, in the prologue. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, in the prologue. Um, and it was I thought it was really it was done really well. It's like you had way more time to kind of stew in it, and mm. so and they they spend so much kind of time building up to what ends up being this like really intense kind of like turning point yeah where the stuff happens um i think i think we i think if if you're if you've obviously played the video game you have to watch it mm -hmm. it reminds me of like season one of walking dead when it was brilliant <laughs> and i did say to my partner this morning after we finished watching the first episode i was like i'm so glad like the payday of walking dead was not competing with this <laughs> because <laughs> it is it is very very good yeah it's 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 great uh, actually, I don't know if we can really talk anymore without going we, into spoilers. We can't. We need, we okay, need cool. to. All right. Let's just call it spoilers to. from now on. Um, spoilers for the video game and the TV show and the ahead. TV show. So going back to what you were saying about fleshing out the prologue, I, me and my partner got into a discussion about the whole episode. It was so loyal to the video game. It sticks to some, it. Some it. areas were shot for shot. Yeah. And like that, I think that's obviously like a, a massive, you know, shout out to the fans mm. Of, of the game series, but also it just shows you how I think underrated video games can be as a medium for storytelling because the show is written really well, but then it's, you know, most of the writing has been done already yeah. by video game writers well, and Naughty Dog. Well, Neil Druckmann wrote the first one. He, he wrote the game. Right. And he's a co-writer, co-creator with Craig Mason on the show. Mm. So they're like um, working on it together. So so they're writing it together as well. So, but yeah, as you, as you said, like a lot of this has already been written. It's already established. A lot of lines are directly from yeah. the game. Like there's already, you know, comparisons on YouTube of like, oh, here's the video game and here's the episode like side by side. And it's, you know, identical. And I, I, what you said about fleshing out the prologue section of the game was like brilliant. Like you really care about sarah at the very at the start before it all happens and i think obviously with a video game it takes let's say it like takes 15 to 20 minutes to get through the prologue and i you've got the same emotional resonance mm. in half an hour of the tv show yeah and obviously video games have the advantage of you are you are the character you're living it and you know you're experiencing it that way so you can just, i think you can establish arguably you can establish a lot more quicker yeah because you're you're controlling the player you are the you are that character whereas i yeah i think the tv show did such a great job for someone who hasn't played the video game and is not coming at it with emotions and and like obviously positive positive like uh connotations with the game immediately i think they've done a fantastic job in 30 minutes about setting up joel's backstory and like you really caring about like his daughter and yeah. stuff and like yeah I, I thought it was superbly written but again I think that is a credit to video games as a medium about being able to craft stories as well as TV shows and films because people like poo-poo video games, but you can, <laughs> I'd say, I'd you say can not, tell phenomenal stories. I'd, I'd say it's, it's uh, the attitudes drifting towards being less cynical about mm. it. Because, yeah, it was garbage back in the day. It's because, you know, there were games. Like, people didn't expect them to be that great, so a lot of effort didn't go into it. Um, but, no, you're right. It's like... It, some scenes were directly lifted. Some dialogue was directly lifted. The whole sequence in the truck when they're escaping. Oh, it's, you know, it's like, I, I did have like, hear some people like criticizing, criticizing it in that way. They were like, it's just the same as the game. It's like, yeah, because the game did it really well. Yeah. Like the game wasn't trying to be like, oh, we're going to do a completely new way of shooting stuff. They're like, no, we kind of wanted, if to me, it felt like when they did the video game and they had that sequence in the game, it was like, we are trying to show you like a really cool cinematic moment. Just it, had to, it just happens to be in a game. So translating that back into a TV show, it's like yeah, of course it, would it works sense. beautifully. It, it, it works great. It's a great way to do it. Um, and the I, camera angles working to make it like first person, essentially like making first it, person. Like, all the of camera it work was brilliant. It's it's great. Um, just a touch on and when people walked on screen, it was like ah, funny. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know? I didn't know. This just I was going to talk about something else, but this I'll do this quickly. I didn't know the actor for Marlene is the voice actor for Marlene in the game. Do you know what? I thought it might have been. She sounded identical. Yeah, yeah she's well, the only sense, one. She's the only one who's like playing the same character. I thought Tommy was brilliant. Tommy's great. Yeah. I was, I, I just, yeah, it's like he sounds like him and he acts like him. It's great. Uh, they all do good. I was going to say, um, I was surprised at how well 
they did Sarah because I know Sarah like the whole character of Sarah and what happens to Sarah is you know it's, it's the triggering point for a lot of this but the fact that they then flesh it's it a out, triggering point for a lot it's it's Joel's whole character yeah ex- exactly but becoming this father figure for Ellie later yeah. on the whole point is he's lost his daughter I've heard from some from some outlets where they were like uh, for people who hadn't seen uh, who, who haven't played the game and they didn't know what was going on they were like oh so Sarah's going to be the protagonist because could they you, fleshed her out so well. all you do is spend like half an hour just with her like Joel's just some dude he's and she's like, jokes whatever. and she's really cool also the final thing I didn't know she's uh, a Tandy Newton's daughter I can see it now yeah so you just said that I see it and I saw some behind the scenes stuff and she's got an English accent mm. and she, when she's speaking with an English accent I was like oh of course it's mm. exactly like her um, so and, she, and really she, cool. she did a phenomenal job I thought she, she's great well, everyone does a great job so I think which is a good kind of jumping off points just talking about some of the um, about the performances and the characters and the actors all that kind of stuff Pedro Pascal as Joel is here's the thing I was like I'm already down for it just because he, yeah. he looks the part he, he had the, the, the voice kind of down already I, I'm not too fussed about the voice being 100% accurate or whatever but just the mannerisms and the appearance and I was like yeah he's kind of just Pedro Pascaling it whatever it's like I love him in the Mandalorian that's all I, I don't care the bit where Sarah escapes the house the first time. Joel rocks up in a truck. Yeah. Uh, you know, when, when the like, infection's like kicking off. And the moment he comes out and he just yells at her immediately, get in the truck. Yeah. And he's so intense with it. Yeah. I was just like, oh shit. <laughs> like, I was like, I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready for this. He's, he's so good. Yeah. And just to, and the thing is like, so I was kind of expecting him to be good. Bella Ramsey as Ellie. I wasn't as sure on because I was like, I've only seen her in Game of Thrones. She's great in Game of Thrones. In, she was like, also in His Dark Materials and BBC. Which I haven't seen. Mm. But was she good in that? Uh-oh, there's a Big sharp intake, intake of breath. Sharp intake of breath. Um, I think she plays an annoying character. Does she do it well? I can't, I don't think, I do, <laughs> well, she's really annoying. Okay, well, um, So it. she might have nailed it. Um, there's, I, 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 yeah, I, I don't know. But she, I, was, I, I think she's, she's, and I was like, this is the girl who is Joel Mormont's daughter. Yeah. Is what I was thinking is Dark Materials. She's nailed it in Game of Thrones. Yeah. She is, she's an annoying character in his Dark Materials. Mm. I guess she's really annoying and frustrating. So yeah, nailed I, she nailed it. <laughs> um, I, 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 I'm not angry at her being Ellie. I'm just, <laughs> oh, <that's good. laughs> I'm just, I'm just, as, as some people on the internet are, but I am, I, I don't, you don't Sarah buy was so good. Okay. Act, the, the, door, the, the actor who was Sarah was so good that I'm like, oh man, is that a little bit of a waste? Do, 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 do you not buy Bella Ramsey's Ellie? Or, or are you just not liking it? I'm not, I'm not, um, I, don't, I don't not buy it. Mm-hmm. I can see it. Yeah. I can definitely see it. Could- but Ellie is really annoying at the beginning. She she is because she's she's a, a teenager. She's a, she's a teenager who's like very um, kind of like standoffish and yeah. obnoxious and like just and great some people. But with Bella Ramsey, with that performance, the thing is with Pedro Pascal's one, I was like, yeah, Joel, cool, fine, fair enough. But there's a moment in in the first episode where Ellie it's it's after they take Ellie for the first time and then. Um, Joel and oh what's the lady's name what's his girlfriend's name uh, Tess Tess yeah Joel and Tess take her to the apartment yeah and he's like alright get in and then they trick her because they, they, she thinks she's going to go in with them and they just like lock her in and she just yells what the fuck it's to me it, it like immediately flashed to being Ellie yeah because the mannerism the sound like the sound of the voice the attitude in it it just sounded like her and so I was like so yeah so from that point on I was like yeah I'm, yeah. I'm down for this um, so I don't know so, so what do you think just because the strong performance of Sarah it kind of like overshadows um, I mean obviously yeah. got completely different people and yeah. I think yeah they just did a really a really good job of like because like Sarah was in the game you know this you care more you care about Joel but in, in you the game it's just like you know blonde hair blue eyed daughter mm-hmm. she gets shot obviously like Joel loves her and you're more drawn in being like I am these people yeah. or, and it's like you know you're going through this thing and it's just like ah and then she's dead yeah. and then like obviously like devastating yeah. they, it, it, again it's still so well written but the whole thing of like you see her in school you see her classmates she goes and buys the thing she's got like bants she <laughs> steals from her dad to like pay for his watch and she's like really independent and really grown up and mature and it's just like she would be an awesome protagonist this version of Sarah in yeah. her own right yeah. and then she's like just obviously taken out so 
Yeah, I think that's... I, I see. I, I see, you see I what I mean? It's, saying, it's, yeah. just like, it's just like the Sarah in the video game is cannon fodder. <laughs> Pretty much, it's, yeah. It, it, yeah. It, it, that's what she is. She, she is a story point for Joel's development um, and later connection with Ellie. Mm-hmm. Whereas this Sarah was like, you were really rooting for her. Yeah. No, really it, rooting for her. Yeah, and, and it was kind of tragic and kind of sucked. Um, a, a nice parallel that I d- hadn't even thought... There's a few parallels I kind of threw out the episode that I hadn't even thought about until other people brought it up, but, like, the first time uh, Joel kills, like, an infected in front of Sarah, and Sarah's, like, shocked, and she's crying, and he's having to comfort her, versus at the end of the episode, where he beats to death this god, and Ellie's, like, almost smiling, mm. and you see the difference in their characters just... Or just that. the difference in the world. And the difference and in the world. And what's expected of people, you know? And, uh, and another point, just in terms of a parallel, well, not a parallel, but kind of like uh, an illustration of the difference was the absolute um, despair that Joel is in when he's holding Sarah, you know, as you know, she's died and he's holding her uh, in his arms. And then, you know, you flash forward 20 years and it has this very specific moment of them burning bodies. And him just carrying And, and, and that lady says, I can't do it. Yeah. And, he was, and he just, without a word, picks up the dead child and throws it into the fire. Mm. And that, Jesus, like a great way to show how broken this guy is now. It's interesting how, like, even like, down to the graffiti on the walls, mm. looks like the exact same font. It just looks, in the video I, I remember game. the first trailer, and it was just like, I think it was just like a tracking shot, like walking behind Joel as he's walking through this through a settlement, through a cute, like, quarantine mm. zone. And I was like, man, they've just nailed it immediately somehow. Yeah. Um, and I get- even when they were like moving in out through the buffer zone to leave with Ellie and it was like moving through the little tunnel yeah. and going like near the bus, like it looks like the video game level. And I and I do appreciate like the shout out to the fans, but I, I guess the more we talk about it, I think, you know, I would be happy with that for the whole thing. I think, you know, if it was like, I know it's not going to be exactly the same, but I think for this first episode, it might be important for it to be for the game fans. It's like, you know, look how much we're doing for you. And I'm, and I'm glad that there's elements that, like, weren't in the game yeah. that are, like, fleshing out the world. Because, again, they do a great job of fleshing out, you know, the drug running with Joel and, like, the guards and I was going like to say, that. all the stuff with um, them taking time out to be, like, this is the state of the world now. Yeah. Like, here's Fedra. Mm. Here's what people have to do day to day to survive. Like, even just a bit with Marlene being, like, we live under, like, a militaristic fascist mm. dictatorship or something. And I was like... I never got, uh, like, obviously it is a thing in the game, but it's never as obvious. Yeah. Like, like you, you have no concept of what the regime is or what the leaders are or anything. It's just your current struggle. And like, in the game, you can find things like notes yeah. and artifacts, which flesh out the world through, not through, exp- well, in, I guess, like, written exposition, rather than, like, acting, yeah. cutscenes and stuff. Because it's very much like, Joel is living in this world, this is Joel and Ellie's story. And you flesh out bits and pieces and, like, the kind of political thing. But it also reflects how Joel doesn't care about that stuff. Yeah. He's a smuggler, etc. But then, yeah, the TV show can't rely on, you know, the camera, like, panning on, like, a pair of, like, dog tags. On the yeah. <laughs> um, so... Pedro Pascal just standing there reading a note for five minutes. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's not going to happen. While, like, clickers are, like, just, like, around him. He's, like, <laughs> fishing his bag for, like, a note. Um, but, yeah, I think... I think the TV show so far has done an incredible job of like fleshing out this this video game world. And I'm excited to see what different parts they flesh out further later on. But I think it's important for those people who like my mum, for example, mm-hmm. um, who will probably watch something like this because she loves like The Walking Dead, for example, pick this up and she'll get it because of how well it's yeah. written and fleshed out. Yeah, it's um, so Neil Druckmann, Craig Mason and Troy Baker the guy who does the voice for Joel in the games, okay. they are doing a podcast. Oh, amazing. Now, I don't like advertising other people's podcasts on our very successful podcast. I don't want to give help to the official HBO podcast. If anything, they should be helping us. <laughs> yeah. but, but they're doing this thing. They're doing um, an episode-by-episode uh, podcast uh, for the whole series. It's interesting that they've got the voice of Joel doing it. Yeah, uh, everyone's like, oh, that was a master move. Because he's, he's kind of like in both worlds. Because he's like, yeah, I've worked on uh, Last of Us, but also like he's a regular actor and voice actor as well. And I think he uh, he, he cameos in the series as well. At oh, really? Point. Him and um, 
is it Ashley Johnson, the one who does a voice for Ellie in the games? All right. Uh, both of them have like either small parts or cameos. Like you can see them in the trailer. So oh, it's kind of cool. But yeah, so they're doing like this kind of, I really recommend it. So if you get a chance, it's like 45 minutes or whatever. And they just go into like all these details about things they chose to do in the episode. Yeah. And one of the choices they made was originally the the first episode was going to end just when you first meet Ellie. As in not when Joel meets her, but just her in the room, like With still being held chains, in prison. Yeah. And that's when they were planning to do it. They were like, cool, you've had all, you have, you've had a whole bit with Sarah in the start. You've gotten a glimpse now 20 years later in Fedra and where Joel currently is. And now you get the hint, oh shit, like here's Ellie and here's what's, and you know, you know what's going to happen. But when they actually showed that to um, like the test, HBO test audiences and stuff, yeah. They were like, what? Like, what's the big deal with this girl? And because and no one knows, because like if you haven't played the game, yeah. for people, like you said, who, you know, will want to watch something like this, but don't know anything about it. It made There's no, no sense. drama. There, there, like, there was no hook. Why is there a girl on a chain? There was no hook there. Interesting. There, there was nothing there to be like, come in next, you know, come next time to watch what happens. And it wasn't that. So it's like, it's only if you've played the game, you're like, oh crap, there's Ellie. We're going to get to see them meet. You know, it's nothing like that. So that's why they ended up going with the ending that they had, where it's like, oh crap, she's infected, but fine. They're now on the run. Oh crap, they're going out into the wilderness and you can hear the monsters in the distance like going to chase mm. after them. It, that's a way better hook. I, I and that scene the iconic shot of the the, the building falling. leaning on it's the other building it's such a good shot it is pretty I'm cool. kind of gutted they showed that in the trailer I know it's a really petty thing to be like I wish mm. they didn't show the falling building in, in the trailer but it's like it's such a good thing to end on yeah um, I'm so glad the episode was as long as it was and it ended where it did I mean I, I could have happily I've had the episode keep going oh, because shit. I loved it yeah, yeah. yeah I, do, I do I do I do when it went but I'm, I'm glad that they, d- they didn't end it sooner I felt like it, it, it no I, I don't think I needed it but yeah. I, I think that was a really good point and I think yeah I, I, I loved like it ended like at a good spot where yeah it felt like a natural natural end of yeah. the episode obviously I'm with more yeah. I'm happy the next episode's <laughs> tomorrow but um, it, it felt like it ended in a good spot and I'm really excited to see like where where does season one go up to as well? I think that's the, going to be interesting and exciting. I think they said season one encompasses the entire first game. Wow. And yeah, that's what I thought. And I was like... Well, to be fair, in the first game, it's a lot of like pushing around boards for Ellie to climb on. Yeah. So it's only so... How well does that translate into a TV <laughs> show? I don't know. There's a lot of being killed by one particular clicker nonstop. Mm. If you kind of suck at a game like I did. Um, but yeah, uh, so apparently it's it encompasses the entire first game. Um, which I was like, I feel like you could fit more than like one season out of that game if you flesh out certain parts. Because there's like, because sure. there's even parts, you know, like later in the game when you get to like Jackson and there's like the whole other settlement, there's like meeting other characters and characters coming and going and the whole thing with the fireflies. Oh, yeah, because you get to where Tommy actually is yeah. um, with his like family and stuff and. But then don't they have an estranged relationship? Don't they hate each other at that point? I don't know if they hate each other, but it is estranged. But but again, but with the... But then I think that this, I think the, the story of the TV show is different because it feels like Tommy and Joel's relationship is They're stronger. Close. Much stronger yeah. because I think, wasn't Joel annoyed at Tommy for leaving or vice versa, something like that? I think it might have been like, yeah, he went off to Jackson. Because like, I've got a family now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it, it could have been something like that. It's been a while since I played the first one. Um, I love Tommy. But he's, he's great. And here's the thing. And some people are saying like, you know, this has had a strong opening. It's the only show to have a stronger opening than this on HBO is House of the Dragon. Mm. So it's House of the Dragon and then The Last of Us. Yeah. Like that's, you know, a couple of years ago. That would have sounded insane. It's like, what? This TV, what? This game TV yeah. show is is second only to a spin-off of Game of Thrones, the best series ever that definitely won't have a bad ending and everyone's still loving it back in 2018. It would have sounded insane. Yeah. But now it's like, yeah, it's like, what, what did you expect? Craig Mason and all these other people. And also, it's zombies again. And it's zombies again. But what did you think of the zombies? I, I, I'll just we say, didn't see much. We didn't see much. I was absolutely horrified that first bit where you see the, the old, old lady. lady with the tendrils coming out of her mouth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely horrifying. I mean, it really fleshes out the... They've really fleshed out what the cordyceps are like, aren't yeah. they? Oh, that, f- that first scene where she's in the back, where Sarah's looking at the DVDs. And the old lady's, and the old lady's just like out of focus, like moving about. I was like, horrifying. Yeah. Absolutely not. So, so, so good. It's, it was good. Um, all of all of the little hints in the in that opening thing was great. Like yeah, cars speeding past windows yeah, and stuff. Yeah, all was good. that stuff was so good. Uh, but yeah, but yeah, yeah, we didn't get to see much of the zombies, like you said. Um, we haven't got to see much. We've seen the much of inf- we've seen the infected. 
we haven't seen much of the clickers yet. The cl- clickers, yeah. Uh, we've seen one, was it one dead infected? Like that one else frozen one, into the wall? Or was one it a dead, dead clicker? clicker. One dead clicker. Where, where they've, they've been around for long enough. Or just freeze into the wall. They, they, you become, they become like so far mushroom. That, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> you can't move. Can't I'm, move. A, I'm too mushroom. I'll be interested to see if they do the whole spores gas mask bit. I was curious about that because there's a moment where it's after they find that one like lodged in the wall. There's and a shot of dust in the air. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, wait, are they hinting to... Is he about to say mask up? No, I think it's more... Do you remember? I think it was more of like a... More of a uh, homage to... Do you know in the the menus of The Last of Us? Mm-hmm. And, the, and the loading part. It's all very it's just, dusty. Yeah. It's just dust. Weird. Because like, normally if, if the loading screens, it's like abandoned rooms, isn't it? Yeah. Until you press start. That makes sense, yeah. But... And, it ends, and it ends with the shot of the abandoned room in the song. Good catch. Again, very video gaming. I like <laughs> so it. So video gaming. So yeah, yeah watch it. Yeah, it's good. It's good. It's, it's going to be, I think, 10 episodes. So that's... And we will review every single one. Every single <laughs> Every week. We're going to come back every week and talk about which characters we like and which ones we don't like anymore. Yeah. How well the acting stands up. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm, I'm very excited. I'm very excited to see all of it. Um, and there's talk of like... Uh, what I was going to say was it's done very well. Second best opening besides House of the Dragon. The chances of a season two focusing on Last of Us Part Two? Mm. I don't know, man. I it's high. It's that'd be. I mean, I don't want to like get ahead of myself, but like, yeah, it'd be because there was one last thing that uh, that they do talk about on the HBO on the uh, Last of Us podcast where they talk about that final scene where Joel beat, uh, beats the guy to death. Ellie's staring at him, and she's and she and she's happy about it. Like uh, the, the word Craig Mason uses is she's activated, like by by seeing this, by seeing someone getting beaten to death, and seeing Joel protect her, and kind of like engaging with it. Mm. And and they talk about and they say specifically like what this leads her to do in the future, kind yeah. of thing. And you're like shit like in the future she kills a lot of people and also like it's fleshed it's pretty 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 well fleshed out in terms of you know it, joel's reaction is explained by how he's been like ptsd his yeah. daughter and stuff before and the whole drinking and like the drugs being able to that little, fla- that, that little flashback which you wouldn't you don't get in yeah. the game but like it's like it, it's the impulse for yeah. joel to it's do so, it, it was such a good little just just a, like literal okay, flash yeah. of just like of the guard of the, the guards about to shoot and he's just like no. I'm not making the mistake yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. it's so good um, yeah no I'm really really excited to see how how it pans out maybe I, and I know there's been other TV I know that everyone says that that League of Legends TV show is like really good and that we should watch it and like the Witcher TV show is good and people should watch it I'm like yeah but Come on, comparatively, it's I I really enjoy The Witcher, but so far, like, come on, come yeah. on, yeah. So and uh, The Witcher TV show is not so much like it's based on the books. It's more, more it's more booky yeah, than yeah. the thing. They take definitely take elements from the game, yeah, but it's more the more of the Witcher books. Any last thoughts on the, the Last of Us? Uh, apart from I love it, love it. Can't wait for next week's. One. Love it, love it, love it. Cool. So that was Last of Us. The TV show, episode one, and our feelings about it. Next up, we're going to talk about what we're playing. We're going to finish up with what we're playing now. Yes. What you, are you playing now? Oh, did you want me to start in this one? Um, I've been playing a whole deluge of things, but most recently... Great word. <laughs> oh, I love it. Nice. Uh, I need to get one of those like word of the day calendars just to keep me like sharp. Yeah, deluge. <laughs> deluge, great word. Um, deluge? I, uh, most notable thing I've been playing is High on Life. Do you know what High on Life is? Oh my God, why do I know that name? High on Life, I know what it is. Remind me. First person sci-fi. Oh yes, yes, Rick and Morty game. From the lads who do Rick and Morty, so Squatch Which is a shame because of the domestic violence. Yes, it's not great. It's not great, is it? Um, To put it simply, High on Life, I didn't know what to expect because I'm a fan of Rick and Morty. I haven't seen it recently, but I'm a fan of the seasons I have seen. Yeah. And that kind of style of humour. It's like, I, I can't help it. I, I enjoy it. Um, High on Life is, it's a very, in some ways, it's a very by-the-numbers shooter. Yeah. It's very much like, yeah, you have a gun, you have this kind of shot, you have an alternative shot, you can dash, you can use uh, like a grapple hook to get yeah. to places. Very by-the-numbers. Um, but 
I have the humor has actually been carrying it for me quite well. Yeah, in a surprising way. So the character way. of the game is taking you through. Yeah, the, uh, and it's not just like, hey, here's a video game and here's some Rick and Morty jokes. It's here's a video game with some Rick and Morty jokes, but also a lot of kind of uh, subversive humor about video games as well. Okay, and there's so a it's lot quite fourth wall breaking. Yeah, and, and and like it's it, it does really well in that regard. But uh, because like it starts off and it starts you off in a retro kind of like Doom like shooter. So you start off and you you play a guy called Buck Thunder, and so you're like it's like come on Buck Thunder you're like you're the like hero of the yeah, galaxy yeah, yeah. kind of thing and but you have a person talking to you you have your radio guy and it's it's just Rick's voice it's like <laughs> and so you know how normally it'd be like hey it's me your your commander and I'm gonna tell you how to get out of this he's like hey Buck Thunder it's me your divorce attorney. <laughs> I'm going to tell you how to like get through this level. And he does the whole thing like tutorializing you how yeah. to, here's how you shoot, here's how you, and how you crouch. And he's like, okay, now I'm going to teach you how to do the double jump. You the double jump now. And you do it and the double jump doesn't work. And he's like, oh, the double jump's been cut. Never mind. <laughs> Don't worry. <laughs> so it does all that. And then it gets into a game proper where you're a human teenage child and Earth starts getting invaded by aliens and you come across a living gun. Yeah, and and that's probably what you've seen yeah, in the screenshots. Yeah, yeah. And there's like very, all the guns are living. Yeah, and but all the main things. gun you have, just like how this guy's voice was just Rick's voice, this is just Morty's voice right. in a gun, and it's just him taking the piss out of all kind of video game tropes and um, all the things that you'd normally expect in video games. And there was one bit where I had to stop playing because I was laughing too much, which was. And it's the only bit that happened where you have a boss fight. It's a really difficult boss fight mm. taking on this person. They're very, very tough. Took me a couple of tries. But at the same time, as you're fighting them, you also have to deal with like the really, you know, like the grunt level enemies, like level yeah. one enemy. They're just a basic character with nothing. They shoot at you. You can kill them in one shot, blah, blah, blah. So I took on wave after wave of them and the boss. Finally beat the boss. Finally got the upgrade to my weapon. Exit the area. And at the, at the end of the area I was, I was leaving, there's like this giant door and it opens like, it's like very big, serious, epic door. And again, one of these level one grunts just comes by. He's like, I'm going to kill you. You killed all my friends. And you shoot him and he dies in one hit. And your gun just goes, I don't know what he was trying to do there. I don't know what it was. <laughs> I don't know what he thought he was going to accomplish. We've killed like a million of him. And so, yeah, it's very weird that he came. we came across him at this point in time. And it's just one of these things where I was like, what was the point of that? Yeah. Why, why do we have this one guy just, like, shot and he had, like, no purpose? So, yeah, it's, it's been very fun, but I'm going to stop playing it because the game has rolled into this realm of, yeah, standard FPS gameplay, but now the game's almost like, their, their humour is like yeah I'm a boss or whatever yeah kill me I guess it's almost like the game is bored of itself uh, yeah and it's, it's, it's gone too deep into the realm of like self-parody right. and um, of being like ah oh, we don't really care I'm like alright well why do I yeah play? yeah why would I so I've stopped I'm, I'm stopping playing that in fairness it probably will be pulled from the Xbox Game Pass probably, store yes, soon probably. depending on how that situation unfolds escalates yeah yeah uh, because he does Rick and Walty's voice yeah, yeah so I think, yeah, I don't think it has much shelf life on the Game Pass much longer. I mean, I was quite interested in playing that as well. Yeah, I... Uh, I Always on the d- depending, on how, shoes, huh? depending on how strong your feelings are, I would say, you know, again, check it out if you can. It is on Game Pass, it's there. It's I found it entertaining for like the first three hours, let's say. Yeah. Um, but like, I'm like, I'm lose, I've lost interest now. So, I don't know, it, it's hard to recommend something that I'm, that I'm also like, yeah, don't bother finishing don't bother, it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's what I've been playing. How about yourself? I mean, as of like last weekend, I have a PS5. Ooh. I've barely touched it, mainly because work has been hellish busy. But what I have been touching is my <laughs> VR headset. Okay, right. my VR I was headset wondering where that has been touching was, me. I was wondering where that sentence was going. Um, so I kind of like ha- had bought my VR headset last year, the Oculus Quest Two, and then MetaQuest Two now, unfortunately. But, um, and I kind of like stopped playing it for a bit for no, just because I think I was like really into whatever I was playing and I made like a concentrated effort to be like, I've bought, spent a lot of money I've on this. I've got to feel your headset. I want, I want to play this and, um, I've been enjoying it a lot. And I think part of the reason is when, you know, I've come in tired from work and it's like, I would love to go for a walk, but it's dark. <laughs> um, and I've decided not to go to the gym because mentally I'm exhausted, yeah. um, from the day job. So what can I do? 
Beat Saber is so much fun and it gets me moving around. Super hot, so much fun. Yeah. And I'm being active and I'm like dodging and stuff. And it like doesn't feel like a workout per se, but like I'm moving. You're moving I'm up and moving. So one of my Christmas Day or post-Christmas purchases in the sale was Walking Dead Saints and Sinners, which I finally started playing last weekend. And I've been there was really good reviews for it. It's been, as I understand, one of the best like rated or reviewed VR games. <laughs> so far and it's been out for a little while actually but um and you've had a whirl on it today while you've been over and i just really really enjoy it i'm not that far in but there's there's something about it which i find really really engaging and whether it's the kind of resource management of uh, survival horror which i think is great having that really feeling like the limited backpack space um you know, juggling a stamina bar and a health bar that depletes and the maximum goes down because, like, if you eat those of, like, essentially those of rubbish food, your overall max health, your max stamina goes down. Oh, really? Yeah. If you just, like, have, like, junk food or yeah. chocolate bars or whatever. Or it might be your max health goes down. Like, you get your stamina back, but your overall max health depletes. Oh, okay. So you need to bring resources back to camp so you can cook a bit more of a nutritious meal, which will then reset your bars. So that kind of resource management, I find that really engaging anyway. And then the combat feels good because I I've, I, think, I'm not sure you haven't quite worked out if firing a gun spawns more walkers to you mm-hmm. or like around you because they do kind of sporadically spawn. But the I find the combat like quite engaging, limited it's bullets. It's very visceral. Very visceral. visceral. Your bullets are running out and it's like they're walking at you and it's like you can sneak past. There's missions and stuff that people give you. Um I find it a really engaging VR experience. Yeah, and I've, and I've, I've been really, really into that. Um, finding it quite easy to like, pick up and put down as well. Yeah, one of, the, one of the better VR games I've played for sure. It feels... Some VR games feel like they're trying mm-hmm. and some elements don't work. Like, we tried Nomad's Blade and Sorcery, which is like the kind of classic arena battle where you know you see it on like loads of like youtube videos of (laughs) people like cutting people's arms off and things like that and that's in that kind of vein if not the actual game that people play and it's still like in the early releases like it's not it's not the full product yet and you can feel that yeah whereas saints and sinners you know there are elements to it that are like you know vr is still a bit ropey can be feel a bit janky sometimes but i feel like saints and sinners tries really hard to feel not janky yeah and like elements like really i think it comes together in a really good package like it's it it seems like a fully fledged title it because i know that some criticisms or the criticism for a lot of vr games or at least maybe this was a case more a few years ago maybe not so much now was that a lot of them were kind of like half-baked titles yeah or that it was like there was a gimmick yeah it was kind of like you know like 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 the Nintendo Wii version of a game. Like, you know how back mm. during that era, it was like, here's the full game on 360, here's the full game on PS3, here's the kind of half a game on Wii because it can't handle much else. Yeah. So I know that, like, um, yeah, there were, like, all these kind of, like, big titles with, like, a VR version or a VR experience, but it wasn't the full-fledged thing. It wasn't a whole campaign of VR. It wasn't a whole experience. It was essentially, like, a big tech demo or, like, a kind of stunted experience. So... Just from the little I played, it does feel like, yeah, this is fully thought through. And yeah. This is a whole thing now. And there's like consequences to your actions and there's like a whole quest line and What's, like side quests. What is a Walking Dead game without some sequ- some consequences? I know. And like moral quandaries. <laughs> like one of them, for example, I a woman asked me to, I was going there anyway, fortunately, it's up the level one, a woman asked me to find her dead husband. He was locked in a room because he turned. Mm and retrieve his wedding band while i was there killed the husband found a note that said he killed the two children as oh, well because they were going to turn so he killed them so going back to the wife like taking my backpack backpack down off my back going in putting the ring and actually putting it in her hand oh, and her being like nice. thank you for like doing this for me not just press x to give not just press x to give and it suddenly just appears in her hand yeah. like, i had to pull the backpack out yeah. and like put it in her hand and then it and and then there was a dialogue option where you can just say thank you or by the way your husband did this uh, and i and i just and I, I stood there for like maybe like 30 seconds i was like would i want to know would i want to know what happened to my children <laughs> would i want to know that my partner put them them out of their misery and they weren't eaten 
mm-hmm. and like suffered like terribly. I think it's a horrible thing, but I think I'd rather know that my children went quickly. What did you do? Did you tell her? I told her. And what did she say? Reacted really badly. <laughs> And she was like, she, she swore at me and was like, how dare you say that? What evidence do you have? Oh, wow. Then I had to pull my backpack out again, pull out the note, Ooh. which I happened to keep and gave it to her. Oh, what if you didn't? Is that the option to not keep it? Could you have like not picked it up? I'm not or... sure. I'm not sure. What I... evidence do you have? And she just runs away if you don't have it or something. Yeah. Well, it's, I, I, I mean, yeah. So I gave her the note and she was like, well, I, it's like, Quest complete, and she was like, just please leave me alone. Yeah. That's fascinating, because it's like, because uh, thinking about how, I know that um, Walking Dead, at least, because I don't know much about The Walking Dead, either the series, the book, uh, the comics, or the Telltale series, but I do know that it has kind of like been famous for having some uh, kind of like, those kind of moral quandary moments, mm. like you mentioned. And some of them are like, like, sh- are you going to shoot this child or not shoot the child or something? Yeah, like a Telltale game is like deep decisions. Yeah, and yeah. I imagine like, it's all, like people already talk, like they already like applaud it for like, oh, it's amazing this bit. It's so like difficult to do these decisions. If the action was like you in VR having to like point the gun at like the little child's head or something or yeah. whatever the choice is it, it, it must have way more impact like I said even I, I never thought about these small actions like handing over the quest item handing mm. over you know these bits of evidence of a thing happening because again with VR I've never thought of it as a full-fledged experience in that regard yeah so yeah that's not that I mean you're kind of tempting me to the to the dark side of a meta quest now I'm still gonna call it an oculus because an I, oculus I do because no to matter but I, I think it's it's a nice because as I said to you before we start recording it's nice to see the MetaQuest 2 still being advertised in the Christmas period because mm. it means like there's still like shelf life in this particular hardware um, and it, it's exciting to see what is what is capable I think they're like kind of like what it is fully, capable of I think they're kind of fully starting to fully scratch the surface of proper VR experiences now and storytelling and yeah exactly in, and it being like let's move away yeah, it's like yeah let's move away from the gimmick of like oh we're in VR we pick stuff up yeah. like okay now what, are we, what are we going to use it for thing. and I imagine the Quest the Quest 2 is probably one of their better selling devices mm. and I have no evidence to back that up I just feel like that is because it feels like it's what, way what as in is as it all just in general I mean like as a as a well, VR, I think your your headset, I think, is probably one of the better selling ones because I yeah, feel like I've seen I think it's it, the most popular. I've seen it being talked about more, and it's in like I've, I've seen more advertising for it than any other VR headset. And well, the only main competitor is PS VR. Yeah, and that's and, coming out of the second one soon. Yeah, and uh, and it's also the most probably affordable, I think, as well. Yeah. Um, so I imagine, with that in mind, they'll probably go out of the way to not make it so that uh, future games coming out like don't run on it I mm. imagine they probably want to keep it's a bit like you know PS4 like they still want games to come out for the PS4 now because yeah. there's a hundred million of them you, d- you don't want to shrink your audience uh, buying it so yeah so I don't know maybe I'll maybe I'll get one <laughs> I, look for, I look forward to see like what's coming out and the more you use it the less like motion sick then the yeah. motion sickness does go away yeah or they can just do a movement system that doesn't suck <laughs> that's true yeah but no, no looking forward to hearing more about it well, should we wrap it up there? I think we should wrap it up there. So This has been 30 for Knowledge Side, Side Quest Edition. Quest. Thank you for listening. Remember, give it a rating if you like this. We do appreciate it. It does help us out. Tell us your thoughts on The Last of Us at 30 for Knowledge uh, outlook, Outlook.com. At gmail.com as well. I think I said at the beginning of that. Ignore the at. app. At, yeah, it's yeah. fine. At 30 for Knowledge on Instagram. All the things. And technically also on Twitter, not that we use it all that much, but it is there. On socials we on may all the socials. or may not use. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. So, yeah, thank you for listening and we'll catch you in the next one. I've been George. I've been Danny. See ya. Bye.